Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. Today's guest is Chef Andre Rush. Chef Rush is a combat veteran and military advocate, a motivational speaker, master ice carver, and chef to multiple presidential administrations. He can bench press 700 pounds and does 2,222 push-ups a day. He's just an all-around incredible guy. You can find Chef Rush at RealChefRush on Instagram. Chef, hey! thank you so much for being here. It's my absolute pleasure. Yeah. So what got you interested in being a chef? Like, what, what started you on your culinary adventure? Honestly, my mother. Okay. Uh, I'm from a small place in Mississippi, small town. My mother and father were two opposite spectrums. My father was a brawny guy who just worked, 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 and all the boys should do the exact same thing. So yeah. as soon as I could crawl, he put me to work. Right. <laughs> and uh, my mother was uh, very caring and loving. She cooked. It was five girls and two boys, uh, three of us all together, and uh she would just make that comfort food. And when we came around a table and we ate, it was just the most humbling thing because I finally met my brothers and sisters for the first time. Yes. Because everything was different. In the South, uh, you eat different, just like you you know, Italian or Mexican or French or, you know, demographically is just so different. And I never knew that as a child until I joined the military and got out and saw other different types of uh, eating habits or dimensions. Yeah. Okay, well, how do you eat in the South? I mean, I know when I go to the South, there are specific things I'm looking for that we don't really eat here. But what is it about the habits that are different there? It's the hospitality. Yeah. I tell everyone, the service just makes the food taste better. Right. You know, it can be, um, and I eat a lot, and I've been to a lot of different places. I mean, from cooking from the, the White House to cooking for kings and queens, and the food could be fantastic. Yeah. And if the service not on par... It's just, it, I'm a very critical person on that part of it, just because of my upbringing on that part. I, I opened my restaurant, and uh, I was doing some other things. Long story short was I came back to that restaurant while other people were running it for 30 days. I came back every day. I walked in. I walked out while we were getting started, and I fired 30 people. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> and they... Sit down. It was just, and I'll come in in some sweats. I'll come in. So I put on a spectrum where people always ask me, well, what does the president mean? What is this? And what about service? I tell everyone that is 
my service for the president is this high. Sure. My service for the homeless is this high. Right. For anyone else is this high. Service doesn't change because of a title or monetary value or because of clothing you wear or it doesn't. You just do your job diligently all the time. Right. So in the South, <clears throat> Of course, all the, I mean, it's going to be fattening food, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> very much so. But in the South, it was just that Southern type of little home shops that you'll go to, and they would just smother you with so much love and caring. And that's the way I've ran my service my entire life. Yeah. I got interested in cooking really seriously when I went on my first very strict diet. And I found that I just needed some outlet to have some interaction with food, especially the food I wasn't allowed to eat at the time. So I would just cook shit I couldn't eat, which is, you know, probably unhealthy because like if I was stopping drinking and then tending bar, you wouldn't think that that's a very sane, rational thing to do. But this was my outlet. The more just intention that you put into the food, the more thought and preparation and care, it came out better. Like, people liked it more. If you thought about ingredients more and added stuff, you know, you can't do it in, like, a slipshod fashion. But I saw, I think that that's very important, what you're talking about with food, is care. No, no, you're 100% correct. And it's funny because um, I've used, I, I tell people over time, food has been, food has, food has ended wars and started wars. You know, um, I've also been in the military, have PTSD, and I've had guys who've committed suicide, I've had this, that, but I started this program called uh, Cooking to Cope. Okay. Cooking to Cope, meaning coping was using food as therapy. Right. You know, not only for the benefits of a healthy lifestyle, a healthy living, uh, for the right reasons, you know, because food has so many extraordinary benefits. You know, it's holistic, you know, from blood pressure to being anemic to just anything you possibly think of. Uh, but in this platform, I use it as a therapy session yeah. where I get guys together and females, of course, who had things with mental wellness, and I would give them a mystery basket. Right. Just different foods, crazy stuff, just stuff you would never think of. Yeah, Put it all out on the table, put this person, this person, and just cook me something. Right. Where's the, where's the recipe? There's no recipes. It's, it's right Figure here. it out, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, it was the craziest thing because each and every time it was these big guys, you know, like, oh, you know, who don't want to be intimidated. But right. A man can just <laughs> fry a steak, you know. Exactly. Fire and meat. That <laughs> you kind know. Of thing. But you put a couple of, of uh, edible rose petals in front of them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they have that disconnect. But yeah. it, it was funny because once uh, that happened, it was that confusion. And then all of a sudden it was them communicating with each other. Like, what you doing? What are you doing? What is, what's going on there? And then all of a sudden it just turned into this laughing matter of just sometime it was just a blob and sometime it was just... You know, but the end result was some of it was just a mess, yeah. and they ta they ate it anyway, and had other people eat it. But it tasted great because they did it. Right, and then that's when we incorporated the wives or the the husbands and the spouse, the kids, and and then that was how the whole therapy ended up. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Up until very recently, all of my diet was restrictive, meaning I would just basically take big blocks of food and cut them out. No sugar no carbs. And, and, and within that, I know if I eat less of what I'm allowed to eat, I'll lose more weight. And then recently inspired like by guys like you, I was like, well, I can lose weight real easy. How do I retain muscle? And so I had to do something totally different, which was still restrictive to some degree in calories, but I'm now eating way more protein than I ever had. And actually way more carbohydrates than I ever have. So the thing that's restricted is fat, but I find that I have actually much more food than I've no normally been accustomed to eating throughout the day just to hit my, my macros, basically. How important is that kind of thing to you? Like, are you thinking about that in terms? Because you've been doing this for a while. So I don't know if that's still a daily grind for you or you just can go on autopilot now for stuff like that. It's funny. I just had this conversation before I came here. Oh. And the last time I it was probably the other day as well. Right. I lose weight very easily. Yeah. Um, usually I can go in and I gain weight very easily also. But what I gain, when I gain, I gain solid muscle. Yeah. Which 
that's the point that everybody wants to do. You know, they have that whole uh, saying where it says, I'm going to put on a bunch of weight and then I'm going to trim it down. And right. I'm like, wow, you're working really, really hard. Yeah. And that's being very, very optimistic, especially if you're just doing it naturally the right way you're supposed to do it. And you're exhausting. Yeah. So I am a, uh, and I've been doing this a long time. Like I say, it's, it's, it's a second thought to me. It's, it's, it's second nature, rather. Um, I agree. I do... About 600 grams of protein a day. Wow. And people are like, oh, my God, did your stomach, can your liver process that is? And I say, stop. First off, you're thinking in a spectrum that everybody kind of, a stigma. Like, right. Like, they're thinking red meat or they're thinking this. I'm like, you'd ask me what kind of protein. Yeah. You get protein from so many different things. Right. You know, whether it be super grains or superfoods, quinoa, emerith, whether it be from just your straight white, whether it be from eggs. I mean, I'll eat 24 eggs a day. Yeah. You know, I'll use... Um, the um, pasteurized egg whites that you just take and I make my own protein shakes from them. Wow. And it doesn't take that much to do it. I I, I broke it down to someone. I did a uh, Mark Bell's recently where I showed them how I cooked and why and, and the reason behind it. Even with a simple and complex carbs, which you do need, like you said. I just lost, I'm probably 265 right now. And before next month, I'll get up to 290. Right. You know, which is easy for them, but it'll be solid. So it is important that people understand that, like you said, going through those motions, knowledge is power. You can look at everybody and everything and try to go and be like, okay, I'm going to do what he's doing, or what she's doing, or, or it's the right answer. You know, I can also sell you uh, a glass of um, uh, ice in, in Alaska. Right. <laughs> you sure. know, And you'll probably do it. Yeah. I mean, it's just a fact of it. Someone is just like, okay, you need to do this. And immediately your mind is like, I need out. I need some type of inspiration. Right. I, they must be right. Yeah. And it... I tell people, and I say to it, and I mean as humbly, is that there's no such thing as a diet. Right. There's a lifestyle change. Yeah. A lifestyle change. Luckily, I learned my body a very long time ago, like, without even knowing it. My body kind of spoke to me and talked to me as I go through the motions, as I was doing those things when I was a kid and lifting those heavy weights that I didn't know was heavy, that now everybody thought was extraordinary. I never thought it was because I was just doing what I always did on a regular basis. Yeah. And when I started honing in and figuring out how and why and what, and I started picking up books with nutrition and kinesiology and 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 function, you know, A's and B's and 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 going through it, not knowing what I where I would be right now. It was just my personal preference. And then when I pushed it to other people that had been working out, because I was like, I've been seeing you work out for the last, you know, 12 months and you look exactly the same. And uh, you know, with men it's like that. That it's that thing where they say, ah, oh, I'm just trying to maintain. I'm like, no, you're not. Right. <laughs> you no, work it out with 12. killing yourself every day <laughs> you, in the group to maintain. You want to show somebody something. You want your wife, your, your co-worker, somebody to say, hey, you got some gains, yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, I came, I looked at you, I'm like, okay, you've been working out. Yeah, yeah, I know. The you last know, time I, I mean, saw you, we, we had that moment. It yeah. was a night, and I loved it, man. You know, exactly. I mean, you want to feel that way. You want, you want to know that. All that hard work you're doing is paying off. Yeah. You you need to and you have to know your body and you have to know what you put inside. I agree with the protein thing. Uh, I overload on protein. I'm a protein freak. Now, of course, we got all kind of different things out, you know, with uh, 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 vegetarian with veganism is really big right now. And people kind of jump on the bandwagon because yeah. everybody else does it, which is absolutely the wrong answer. Right. And... I say that because, you know, I was just with, uh, you know, look, humbly, I was just with Arnold Schwarzenegger the other day, and he just did. I love the movie uh, Game Changer, and I, I tell people lifestyle change may not be your lifestyle. Right. <laughs> right? Because you may have something that may be medical. You may have something that may be mental. It won't work for everyone, and you can't force your body to do something that it doesn't want to do. Yeah. But the other thing, too, is, like, what is your goal? Because my goal might not be exactly the same as your goal, might not be the same as Paige's goal. So the goal is important, and then activity is important, and then genetics are important too. So like, like I think of 600 grams of protein a day, and I'm overwhelmed. That, to me, I'm like, how could I do that? I have no idea. And I don't need to, because that's not what I need to hit. You know what I mean? Might be, 
hopefully one day, like I'm thinking about that now, I hope, I hope to get to that level. But, but I think what you're saying is very accurate. It's not one thing for everybody. Like for me, when I started this journey, it was just time, you know what I mean? And as I've evolved, my goals have changed, you know, that's amazing. Stand by. We'll be right back after this break. And your goals should change. You know, if you hit your plateau and peak, you know, why not keep thriving? Right. Why not keep going? It's another level. Your mindset changes. You know, it, and it should be like that in life on everything, levels with business. And I put the body because, you know, you only have one, of course. Right. And it is your foundation to happy and sad and energetic and, you know, the, the things you do. And I, I tell people, people look at me like they'll look at you and they're like, I, I want to I wanna do what you're doing. Or, or the worst thing I hate is, well, I just want to get rid of my my stomach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so we'll just work on everything. And they're right. like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, no, just the stomach. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. You're do three hours of crunches a day. <laughs> and they don't get it that, you know, the core, that they need to support that with everything. The, the, the supporting groups with your legs and your arms and and then you explain it to him it's like oh okay that makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know some guys don't do legs yeah, it's and, true. and then that's a thing and then you know like my wife is like okay what program am i going to do and i'm like well what do you want what do you you know what's your goal because you don't need to do what i'm doing i'm crazy i'm thinking about this all the time you don't need to do that that's not you're not going to be in the gym as much as me so what does it matter and as far as like Veganism and vegetarianism goes, again, that could be a, a component of a goal, which is valid if that's True. your goal. But you got to be aware of that, you know. I think that that's important, too. And speaking of, you know, veganism, vegetarianism, and all those things, now that it's so popular, uh, you got to think on the monetary levels as well. Right. It can become very expensive. Yeah. Very, very expensive. Even more so than just eating protein or natural meats. And so a lot of different things. You can't do, well, I'll do half and half, or I do this, or I do that. Uh, again, you have to think out and have a plan for yourself on being very, very realistic. And I tell people being uh, simplistic and realistic and then building from there. Right. You know, don't just go and break the bank or don't just go and try to buy every, and I've had so many people that do it, they'll go and buy everything and they spend four or $500 for a couple pills and proteins yeah. and I'm like, wow, you can afford this, And right? they never get finished. The bottles never <laughs> exactly. get finished. And then they're sitting there for months. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> you know, I don't know that I would put all of the responsibility on myself. I have a wife who's very into this, but we have hordes of vitamins that never get used. And sure. then almost every time she goes to use one, the bottle's expired. So oh, yeah, she's got to buy a new thing. one. Someone yeah. tells me about something, I get it, I take it for two days, and that's it. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. And then when you think about it again, you got to buy a new bottle because right. it's expired or yeah. something like that. And even more so, People will talk about, oh, I took this, or I took that, and I do this uh, every time I go to one of the Fit Expos, and they're like, Chef, you're going to cook? I'm like, nope, I'm not cooking. I'm not doing tasting demos. I am going to do something I always do with everyone. I uh, It's called um, Don't Label Me. Right. It's simple label reading. We forget about it, yeah. especially now this day and age. You know, people pick up and they'll look at a, a couple few things that target them. Like, okay, what's how much sugar? How yeah. much carbohydrate? Oh, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> they don't look at the rest of the things that's involved. Yeah. And I tell people I'm not doing this this demo or, or talking or just speaking to you. I'm doing it for your kids. Right. Because they are followers. They will eat what you put in front of them. Yeah. You know, if it comes in a can and it has this, and then, you know, not knowing the FDA standards and didn't know how to equate that to how many serving size, you could be three, 400 times over the daily allowance for a fat or right. for sodium or for, they just don't do it. They don't think about the day in a, in a whole. Right. And then you have the other spectrum of it where everybody just wants to fast now, you know, yeah. do a 16 hour fast. You know, I think that that is just the the resignation of like almost irresponsibility where you go, if it's safe to do nothing, that's the easiest choice because I don't have to think about doing nothing. All I have to do is stop myself from doing anything, right? Like if, if all I'm allowed to have is water, that's, but that's the lowest possible form of responsibility, right? <laughs> it, it is. And you'll get some backlash for even saying that. I, and you know what? I, you know, if you it works for you, it works. But no, I, it, I, And I you know what? Because I 100% agree with you. Yeah. I was talking to a guy in the gym and said, oh, 
I never lost any weight until I started fasting. Right. And I was like, okay. I said, so how long do you, I fast 16 hours a day and I get to eat for an hour and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, you lost weight over there. Hey, I'm quite yeah. sure. Yeah, because you <laughs> can't pack 2,000 calories into an hour. I was like, sick. You know, I'm like, uh, and it was, here was the irony of it. I saw him uh, about seven months later. He was back big. Yeah. He's like, I stopped fasting, you know? And I'm like, wow, okay. And then, again, it's knowing your body. Yeah. What your body is, you know, it may go into shock. It may do this, it may do that. And then you ask yourself, can you maintain this lifestyle forever? Right. Not when you're in your prime afterwards, even with exercising, you know? And I'm an exercise freak. You know, I do my 2,222 push-ups, you know, a day. And then I just did about five or 600 with the guys just coming over here. Yeah. But that's me. Can I maintain it? Am I built up for it? One of my favorites, and I'm not against it at all, but uh, CrossFit. Yeah. You know, in the military, when they started doing CrossFit, it was banned because everyone was getting hurt. Right. It wasn't realistic. And now it's a huge, huge thing, but it it, it targets everyone can't do it. Yeah. They're not made to do it. They're not, it just doesn't happen. Then you ask yourself, okay, after all that jumping and this and that and so forth, extreme sports, what about when you become 60 or you become 70? What else did you do? Did you incorporate anything else? And you're just going off of that baseline alone where you're doing extreme things and you're doing jerky movements and pulling movements and throwing movements and all of a sudden you tear ligaments and yeah, it's just such a big uh, pool of things. Yeah, I I have friends who do CrossFit. There's nothing I want to be negative about, but I do know that when I watch the best guys do Olympic lifts, they're not doing 15 of them or as many as they can in a minute, they're doing one lift, you know what I mean? And then they're stopping and they're doing one lift again. And so I go like, well, that doesn't look like that's how you're supposed to do it. Throwing the bar, doing a snatch 30 times in a minute seems like not really what that movement is built for. If you're going to be careful and not get hurt, I think any kind of movement and activity is super valid, but I've know some people have gotten injured and, I don't know that it's worth it. I mean, if you're 22 and the injury doesn't ruin your life, like if you're in the army, you can't get injured exercising. Yeah, you can get put out for that. Right. <laughs> you know, and and you said it right where if you're doing those type of movements, but sometimes we do things that's involuntary, especially people that just start off with CrossFit. That's how they get hurt. They may, you know, how they it just, it's like working out, you know, doing correct form and but when you do that correct form, and then when your body starts stressing, that form goes away. Right. And then you go into that, I use the word survival mode, where you're just snatching and more so and jerking and doing, and, and that's where injury is always susceptible. Yeah. I mean, at some point, if you're doing something 30 times in one minute as fast as you can do it, the form, I would think, suffers somewhere. No, no, it it, it does. I tell people, I, I did this a day where I was training one of the guys, uh, and he lost uh, maybe like 150 pounds. Wow. I mean, what to train was our first time getting to train together since I've been back in LA. And we were doing a bench press, and I was doing 25 reps, and we were doing 50 push-ups back to back, back to back. And I say to him, after he started doing the first uh, few uh, bench pressing, he starts jerking it. You know that clicking sound. Right. And I said, stop. I yeah. said, every time you hear that click, that means that weight is going up, hitting the top, and it's pushing down on you. Yeah. That kinetic energy is just way too much, and you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. You know, everybody thinks, that, oh, they want to hear that, bam, that clicking sound. No, because that clicking sound could be clicking here as well. <laughs> right, yeah, So sure. you just have to think about those things. People people just want to be in a hurry, and, and there is no magic pill, of course. Yeah. Uh, but people need to just stop for a second and look at things, going back to even medication or vitamins and Pick it up on the internet and look it up and see all the spectrum of it. Why and why not? Cons and pros and what will it do for me? Know your blood type. Yeah. Know you know your body better than anyone. You're the one that's going to say yay or nay to something and not just let someone force it on you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that that's all really important. I, I, I did get roped into a kettlebell challenge once where it was a thousand swings a day for 10 days. And, and this was like, I'd been doing kettlebells very little, maybe 20, 30 swings a day. And so to jump to a thousand day one was exhausting, but by day three, I couldn't sit down on a toilet. My hamstrings were so just, just destroyed. And so 
you know, like I think about your push-ups and I go like, I'm going to do that. And then I go like, well, if I could get that in one day, I know I could never do it again. You know what I mean? Like I would destroy myself. So I think it's important with looking at things like looking at, that's another thing with CrossFit is you go in and you're all, you're all competing. And so suddenly you're seeing somebody do something so much faster than you, and you're maybe going to sacrifice some of your form to try to chase them or to try to beat them. And it's like, when I go to the gym, I put on headphones, I'm only competing with myself. I'm not looking at anybody else's weight or anything like that. It's just, what am I getting out of this? And so I think it's really important what you're talking about is to like know yourself and understand yourself and really like investigate yourself so that you can do something that benefits you, not because it's benefiting somebody else. And you're exactly right about that. I mean, it's you against you. I mean, you, like you said, you're competing against yourself. You're your biggest uh, support chain. You also can be your your, your worst enemy as yeah. well. I tell people, even with doing my push-ups, and I do them a lot, and I ch- I've been challenged so many, so many times. And <laughs> I, I, I love crushing them, of course, crushing the people, <laughs> and you know, because they're younger and stronger, and I kind of put it in perspective. But the thing about it is, is I tell them, don't they like, chef? I'm gonna do your push-ups. I'm like, no, yeah. don't do my push-ups. You will fail miserably, right. or you will hurt yourself, or you can have something that's going to happen. Uh, and also, there's a thing called rhabdomyelitis, where your body just goes into shock. In a medical term, I'm like, what's rhabdo? I'm like, rhabdo is something very bad. Don't want it. Uh, you know, I've had three people on three different occasions. Big guy, one was six seven, three hundred and forty pounds, and he wanted to go to the gym with me, and I said, okay. Don't try to keep up with me. Right. Don't try to do what I do to what you can do. I'm an endurance trainer. I'm also a power lifter. I'm also an animal. <laughs> yeah. I've worked out with you, and I know don't keep up with me is smart advice. <laughs> you know, don't just do don't do my level. Yeah. Do your level. Yeah. You know, because I can make five pounds seem really, really heavy. Yeah. Right? Uh, and yes, you can. <laughs> all three of those guys wind up with Rabdo on different locations. They were not under my tenure. And the worst one was uh, a firefighter. So you got to understand how much he trains. Yeah. He got Rabdo, and they had to cut open his arm all the way down. Wow. Both sides to release the pressure. Right. And people are like, oh, my God, that could happen? Yes, death can happen because your your body is shocked. Yeah. You know, um, and that's why I say you got to know your limitations. I say I do my push-ups for a cause and a reason. I say if you give me two push-ups, I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know, do two for someone and then take it from there. Yeah. And keep going. And even with me doing my push-ups— I have to do correct form each and every time because right. I do so many. And the one thing people need to know if they're trying to do extreme exercises is I don't lock out. Yeah, I tell people in in in, in true fashion, it's like getting a sledgehammer, hitting it on the concrete two thousand two hundred twenty two times. Yeah, right. No, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. You need to know your body and don't let anyone, like you said, it's just you against you. Don't let people pressure you. And that's that whole thing about what you can or you can or whatever. Just do what you can do and do it best. Yeah. Let's talk about your push-ups, though. You do that for the troops. I do that. uh, The 2,222 is uh, 22 vets commit suicide a day. I do it for suicide prevention and awareness. But I caveat that because of the undocumented terms with spouses, with kids, which kids' uh, suicide rate is the highest it's been. Even with active duty right now, it's the highest rate it's ever been. Wow. So uh, I do that not only for that. I've been featuring over 50 different countries about push-ups. So my message is a universal message, not only for the troops, but for the homeless, for the helpless for kids for just a whole spectrum yeah but also it ties in the physical fitness aspect so i'm a huge believer of that physical fitness part of it where i uh fortunately uh, lots of parents have thanked me because their kids get into it people they'll look at role models and they'll need somebody to be inspiring and impactful so there is a caveat to the things that i do and why i do it yeah. push-ups are not my workout First off, right, right. It's <laughs> ancillary. It's 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 above. It's supplemental, right? Like yeah. you get other workouts, and then this is on top of. Yeah, it. this is this, and this is just. And I'm really busy, you know. Uh, yeah. So if people ask, I do the push-ups in an hour, fifteen minutes. Wow, just uh, straight through. 
125 at a time. Okay. I rest for 45 to uh, 60 seconds, and then I repeat. Wow. And so it takes me an hour, 15 minutes. And the reason why, because I don't have time. And, and it, I try to do them one time throughout the day, and it was bothersome. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm the only person that can do that. Yeah. Right. I would tell other people you have to watch out. And I've had, you know, I had Kazzy, uh, he did the push ups as well. Really? <laughs> he whooped his butt. Well, I bet <laughs> But he did. He did them. Yeah. He got them all. He did them all. Wow. Um, and, you know, I, I tell people you have to look at, like I said again, just knowing your body and what your limitations are. And if right. you are going to try to do some extreme, start slow. Me, people ask me how long did it take me to do the 2222 when I first started. Uh, I did, did you just start day one? You were like, I'm going to do this many push-ups? Yeah, I wow. did. I did. Uh, because I had always been an endurance trainer. So I right. do things in numbers. Uh, so you know how they say lightweight and high reps? I did lightweight and high reps, but I also did heavyweight and high reps. <laughs> you know? Dude, I, last time we worked out, I was like, this is insane. How do we do this? You're talking about the rep range. Of, I'm like, I could do six. <laughs> I thought we was doing easy that day. It <laughs> <laughs> was amazing. I, when I think about push-ups you're a big dude if i was thinking about bench pressing you that's a big heavy bench press so you're basically bench pressing yourself but you're turning it almost into a cardio workout yes it is i, I was um a, a triathlon um athlete challenged me the other day uh saturday while we were out and you know he does all these extreme things, and you know he's like, "Oh, we can do some pushups." I'm, you know, I'm all 270 pounds. He was had to be like at least 130, right? Right. And we started with the pushups. And here's the thing about your mind and your body. People, I tell people, I meditate before I do my pushups yeah. because I connect my body and my mind together, okay. which is important, and which is actually pretty incredible. Because every time I hit a 20, 125 and I rest, my body resets. And right. I, what do you mean your body resets? I mean it actually resets. Yeah. The more I do, the more I can do. And they're wow. like, that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't, but it works for me. Right. Uh, we did, and we started with push-ups, and I started doing them with him at the same time, and he was looking at me. And by the time we got to 30, I said, okay, now I'm going to show you. I'm talking to him. And I started going faster and faster. And immediately his mind lost. Right. His mind had lost the battle because right. I was going. we were going at the same tempo. Yeah. But once I started going faster than him, his body just gave up. Yeah. Right, and I was at a hundred, and he was at forty. Right, you know, and it was and that's just it. It's and, game and over. you know, it was game over. You know, and it was like it, you psyched yourself out. You know, yeah. don't worry about me. You have to worry about yourself and do what you can do. Right, if you know you were doing a hundred pushups already, you should have done a hundred pushups anyway. Yeah, right. That's where you. That's what that, that. That's the bar you got to set. Exactly. Yeah, I I, well, I used to ride bikes a lot, and I know that if I ever started out a ride trying to keep up with people that were very clearly faster than me, I would just, it would be a failure. Exactly. You know, <laughs> you got to think about the ride and what, what are you going to do and, and plan it out. And if these guys are going to go up that hill really, really fast and you're not up to that, go up slow. True. They don't care. They'll wait for you at the top. You know what I mean? But it's that kind of thing. Like, don't, don't blow yourself up because you're trying to do something you're not capable of doing. You're defeating the purpose of what we're doing it for. I, I, I love that. I yeah. agree with that. All right, so you have cooked for multiple administrations, kings, queens, all this. I'm sure you get the question a lot, like, what's the craziest thing you've ever cooked? Hmm. Which we don't even have to ask, but I am curious. When you're cooking for people like that, is there more scrutiny over the food? Like, do they have a special detail that goes out and picks the food or, or shops for the food? Or is it just some, like, guy in a, in a blend? <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And car who's pulling up to Ralph's or, or you know. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Uh, everything's vetted. It has to be vetted. Yeah. You know, I mean, scrutiny. Very it vetted. is, right? Yeah. Uh, Do they have tasters? Uh, I'm a taster. Okay, good. <laughs> and I taste everything. You wear that hat, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's not like that. But uh, everything is vetted. Of course, it has to be because everybody wants to get inside there. Yeah. Uh, even if you just want to be a vendor. So it's a... a pretty tedious process a, a very longevity of a process that's yeah. happened over many many administrations and years right there there's no egos there's no uh, it has to be 100 100% on par there's no me you there's us right it's a team uh, effort I mean, and I mean if and even in my job if I had to get a toothbrush and scrub the sides of the floor that's what I would do yeah it's just like that even now that's why I, I love that camaraderie and that that uh, connection that we have. Yeah, and I'm sure people have come because we're dealing with foreign dignitaries and and stuff like that, where there are like cultural or or religious or dietary requirements where suddenly like you can't serve this tonight. Like this whole like section of food is would offend somebody or something like that. Well, that's that's vetted months. To so a year. that's all figured yeah, out. All the, oh my God. Yeah. I mean right. that's that's the easy part. Even okay. in all of my jobs I've always been had been a high profile from you know, from West Point to, you know, working as a liaison attache with protocols, knowing the religions, knowing the habits, knowing what hand to shake with, what side they allow, because their culture is completely different from ours right. and what one person. Just, I would know everything about gestures, anything you can know about any different country, who they are, it's always vetted, uh, especially on, like I said in earlier, food can can end wars and start wars. Right, yeah. You can offend someone. I'm thinking about that. Want. Like, you don't want to serve the... Dignitaries from India stakes. Like that would be a no no, right? And you know, the funny part about it is they would take it more offensively than if you cussed them out. Right. Mm. I mean, like, literally, it's like a pure, blunt insult, insult. Yeah. Yeah. That is wild. And thinking about that and the way you just said all that, what a worldwide lesson in culture you must have. The amount of different people that have been through there that you've had to deal with you know how most of the societies work because it's all food based really it, it is all food based and you know culture and i and i'm a i'm a history freak i'm yeah. a culture nut i travel to different countries just to get food yeah just to experience the hospitality that goes behind it or whatever type of culture i mean i'll have some cipro cipro is those pills that we take in the military that uh when we eat stuff that's not so great right. <laughs> or hasn't been as sanitized when we yeah, like, kill the yeah. bacteria. And you know, and it's funny because in Iraq and Afghanistan, which I go when I was PSD, uh, and I, I did things for our principals, we would go and see other generals or whoever's in charge and they will be cooking food that's a delicacy and it could be outside for days with flies flying all around it and this and that and you know what you do you eat it right Mm -hmm. and you enjoy it right right yes because i think that's a big part of our culture is to not be disrespectful of other cultures where yeah that's actually one of our cultural norms i know wherever i go in the world i always am interested in eating 
what the people are eating. You know what I mean? I'm not going to run back to my hotel and have room service. I'm going to eat. I'm going to try the stuff on the street and the stuff in the shops and all of that. I think that's really interesting. No, it, it is. And I, I love it. I love, I love, I love different peoples. I love variety. Uh, I love eating. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Very much. Me too. Yeah. I can't wait to get to a point where I can actually think about putting on muscle as a goal. You know what I mean? Now I'm, I am trying to preserve muscle and still lose weight, but th- that day that it switches and I go, now I'm actively trying to build muscle, it's going to be a fantastic day. Oh, I you, well, wait. you already built muscle, so when that day, whatever you're talking about comes, right. I'm going to be right there with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to go eat something. <laughs> we're going to eat and work out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you find it hard to get in 600 grams of protein, or is that... I mean, do you have to work to do that? No, it's a science, actually. I, I can, you know, I can get in um, before even breakfast is over. I can get in probably maybe 150 okay. before it even starts. And that's meaning it's by an hour, I don't even feel anymore. Right. And I can eat again. But like I said, it's a science and it's what you eat. You know, yeah. you can do eat heavy protein or you could eat protein that has a high abundancy. You know, I uh, you said earlier with uh, pasta yeah. or carbohydrates, I do protein pasta. Right. Which, you know, or, or uh, I do protein uh, quinoa. I mean, I'm sorry, um, edamame, which has a, a ridiculous amount of, of protein if you turn it into a pasta and put it in and just slurp it up. Right. So, and uh, so you're getting your carbs and your protein ex- in the Yeah, double dip. Yeah. Uh, a lot. Yeah. A lot. And I'll do my simple course with, uh, with Complex. People need to understand that even with, you said it earlier, about uh, knowing your emotion throughout the day. Right. Knowing when to eat, when not to eat, what to eat. And especially when it concerning working out, a lot of people... They used to get into that stigma where, you know, I worked out really hard. I'm not going to eat anything for a few hours, which is the worst Terrible. thing in the world. Worst yeah. thing in the world to do. Worst thing I'm going to, you know, and they wonder why they're not building um, building muscle. Yeah. You know, uh, when your body goes into that um, uh, survival mode of eating your own muscle before e- eating a fat. Right. Yeah, I, I I have a panic sometimes at night of like of like I'm gonna go eight hours without eating. It's too long, you know what I mean? So I'm taking aminos or something or a protein shake before I go to sleep just to like tide me over. You know, and it's funny because I'll eat before I sleep. Right? I will eat before I sleep yeah. because well, I only sleep two hours. But if Do you I, only sleep what? two hours? I, I'm sorry, that, that's terrible. I do. I do. Never get more than two hours. Uh, maybe like every four or five months, my body will be like, okay, you need to go to sleep. Wow. And I'll sleep for maybe six to eight hours, and then it'll repeat. Right. Um, so I'll go to sleep at um, like one. Uh-huh. I'll get up at three, uh, meditate, do my push-ups, and then my day starts. Wow. And But now, it's kind of like I tell people, okay, because get me wrong, don't ever, ever, ever do this. It's right. terrible. Yeah. It's kind of like being a functional drunk. If that's a, you know, sure. he's a functional drunk. I'm a functional, I don't know what you call it, but I'm one of those guys, yeah. you know, that I can still, and luckily. Functional like, insomnia. Insomnia, yeah, right? insomnia. Yeah. Yep, insomnia. It goes on that oxymoron where how you still able to build muscle, muscle if you're not doing it. Eric would hate me because Eric's like, oh, you, Eric, you got to sleep 12 yeah. hours a day. Yeah, <laughs> that's his thing, sleeping giants, yeah. right? And, and no, it's true. It's true. I mean, if I did sleep and do what I was supposed to do, I'd be a giant. Right, right. <laughs> but I have to ask, is this because you just don't feel tired? Is it because your mind is racing? Is it because, Why only two hours a night? I'm glad you asked that question. So okay. <laughs> in the military, where I was in the military, I did a lot of different jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the guy, and I wore a lot of different hats, kind of like I do now. And I was always in leadership roles and positions where my mind was always racing. I'm always thinking about the next step, the next thing. Uh, and I had all these cultural anomalies uh, that was going through my mind of what to do, how to do it, what should I say. So now, even now, I do the exact same thing on how to approach anything and everything, no matter how small, or how big, they're all on the same level. And uh, um, like I said, again, I've, I've, I've I was in, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan. I've had things go on in the military. So you have those parts where they try to treat you and you try to find that equilibrium. For me, the end result was, okay, I can't win. I mean, I've tried sleeping pills and sleeping aids and, you know, whatever they say do. My body rejects it or my body just says, okay, goes tired, I'll 
nap for 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, man, I slept a couple hours, and it's 15 minutes later. Right. Mm-hmm. So now I just kind of embrace it, and I use it towards my advantage. And my advantage is, like— uh, um, stand up and helping people or doing things that's going to be impactful and not just wasting the time. Mm-hmm. Prior to the military, you slept fine or you slept more? Um, prior, not really. Not really. Not really because, like I said, once I could crawl, my dad put me to work. Yeah. And we were always early risers. Right. So, like, this is not just didn't happen like yesterday or even in military time. Right. I've always been this way. Uh, and it hasn't gone away. Yeah. I think uh, we we should definitely say to anyone listening, do not try 2,222 push-ups a day. And do not try to function with two hours of sleep. And right. do not. If, if, <laughs> Emphasis. If, if you already are doing that, great. Sure. But, like, we don't have to try that. Not at all. Do some push-ups. Do do some push-ups. Yeah. Do some push-ups and, and do them for a reason, for yourself, for your kids, and yeah. join you. Yeah, work hard. I yeah. think effort is really important because we don't want—it should never be too easy, you know mm. what I mean? Or we got to put some effort into it, but don't kill yourself. True. Two hours of sleep and 2,222. Those extra 22 are important. Okay, and so you were out here with doing Toys for Tots? I was. We. Uh, I was out here— for about four four weeks ago with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, we we did turkeys at the youth center, uh, which was extraordinary. About three to four hundred turkeys and uh, invited again to come and do toys for ties. We did probably about uh, four to youth center again. Uh, probably maybe like five thousand kids that were there. Wow. Uh, it was a matter of fact. It was I, I love kids. I love. The whole thing. I'm one of the ambassadors for after school all star kids, so I get to talk to about ten thousand kids a year or so. Uh, not only with the after school all star kids, but you know, nonverbal, uh, bullied kids, uh, just the whole spectrum of it. When he left after the, I stayed for another two hours just talking to the kids and taking pictures and wow. just having fun. But yeah. uh, that's that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah, really, you're a philanthropist. I think. I think that's like your main drive. <laughs> it, right? is. Yeah. it is. I, yeah, I want to say that, but right. I'm, no, I'm, sure. I never categorize myself. I just say I just I'm. Just just a person that loves to um, loves to do things to make people want to do things for others. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Exercise. That's a main goal. That's a big goal of yours. Oh, oh my God. I tell people exercise is your foundation. Your body's your foundation. Yeah. You know, if you wake up and you feel terrible, then you're going to have a terrible day. You know, if you, yeah, I, and you can contest this, how many times have you left the gym or doing something, you just feel empowered? That's the best. You know, you feel, you know, wow, I'm, I feel great. And, you know, your heart's going. And, and people don't understand about the benefits of exercise. You know, they, the one thing that I hate that people say to me when they see me or like, they'll say, I used to look like that. Right. That was a long time ago, and, you know, this and that. I'm like, I used to. I used to. I'm like, you used to? Used to? What do you mean you used to? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, that was a long time ago. You know, you wouldn't understand that. I'm like, how old are you? They'll tell me. I'm like, I'm older than you. Right. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, so what's your, I, this is how I look. Yeah, this was your excuse. You know, you still should be doing it. How long do you want to be here? Yeah. Do you used to want to live? <laughs> right. You know, but you just you got to think about things like that. You just exercise. Your body is your foundation. You have kids. You have causes. You have goals. And, you know, just doing things, for, first off, for yourself. Yeah. And second off is that you can inspire someone. Someone sees you and they look at you like I look at you. You motivate me. You yeah. inspire me. I was like, I'm walking in. I'm like, oh, man, I got to go to the gym. Right. <laughs> I'm like, seriously. Yeah. No, you know, I know. You do that. And people, it's not an intimidation thing. People can look at other people and they're like, man, I'm intimidated. Right? You know, I'm like, I was um, I was in an elevator with a, a little old lady. And <laughs> she says to me, um, she's, and she says it out loud to me, just as easy as can be. And she says, I think I'm scared to be in here with you. <laughs> and I I say to her, I said, well, ma'am, let me tell you this. I said, if there was a bad guy in here, I'll be the only person you would want in here with you. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's and amazing. She, she laughed and she smiled. I said, so are you okay now? She's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. My wife has not met you, but I've talked about you and shown her pictures and we've watched videos and stuff. And she just is like, he's an angel. He's just an oh, angel. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank so I, I don't know how. I mean, 
I'm trying to trying to wrap my mind around a perspective that could be scared of you. And I'm sure if I was a bad guy, there would be a valid reason to be scared <laughs> of you. You know what I mean? The, the going to the gym, I take Sundays off and it is consistently my least favorite day of the week. It is consistently the day of the week where I'm forcing myself to rest. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I miss my workout. So you do six days a week. Yeah. So great. Because there's a lot of people that do that. Yeah. And they'll say the exact same thing. And the one thing I'll say to those those guys that that say that to me is, how are you working out? What are you working out? Right. Do you what what's your workout schedule? Do you do a 72-hour rule? Do you do this? Do you do that? It's so many different workouts yeah. that people have to understand. For me, if I work out the way I work out, I have to take a day off. Yeah. And it's like, God, whew. But then the next day is like, it's go time. Yeah. I get that one day off or even sometimes if I'm going to my extreme, when I say, uh, just explain the 72-hour rule is that you can hit each body part again in 72 hours later. Right. Right? So instead of doing, like people say, I do chest on Monday, I do it next Monday. I no, say, no. you know, what does that do? Yeah. And they have to understand how many groups in a body part, like three heads in the triceps, you know, two heads in the biceps, how many parts in your back, and how many, you know, quadriceps, your quads, your calves. And people don't understand. When they say a leg day, they just say, I got my leg day on Thursday. What about... Keep what it about, going. Yeah, break it up about in section. What do you do you know, on Monday? Make it kill it. Yeah. You know, some things you can work out, like for instance, every day, abs. You right. can do abs every day. Right. Um, some other things you can do, but uh it all depends on how you're working out. Even if you're doing it at a me- mediocre pace, yeah. uh, let's say leading up to your Sunday, you know, on that Friday and Saturday, you're killing it even more so where you want to need your body saying, Okay, we need to take one break. Right. And then we're going to regroup for Monday. Yeah. So that's how I do things. But I totally, totally sympathize with you on that. Even with me at my my best of just killing it, yeah. I take a, a, a day off or two days off. And I was like, oh, man, I need to do something. Yeah. You know, it's mentally I gotta walk, impacted. I got to go on an elliptical something. machine. I got to do something. Yeah. You know, and and you can, and, and the thing about it is you can do that. Do it for that 30 minutes of doing some type of impact training, you know, whether it be, uh, like I said, elliptical, low impact, or something that's going to get you going up, or even crunching your stomach. Like I said, you can do stomachs, you can do your abs every day. Right. You know, so it, you don't have to have to feel that way, feel that in, in between. Yeah. And, and, and as far as exercise goes, with technology and everything, we all have phones there's cars are so prevalent in america that it that it really is built up in such a way to save us from moving our bodies very much so i think that the ancillary exercise with going to the gym as a program as a plan with the intention of well i don't do it in life i don't need to do it in life so i've got to force myself to do it for me, it's so valuable, and for the other people I know who do it, it's so valuable that that I think it's really noble what you do to try to encourage others to do that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I'm on a, I'm on a plane, you know, 25 days. I'm traveling 25 days out of the month. You know, I'm going to military. I'm going talking to kids. I'm going to talk to um, big big supporter of spouses. I just talked to 6,000 spouses and first responders uh, last week with a virtual uh, summit. And it's important to tie all those things in together and and have people, not my perspective, but their perspective, or just bring it out even more so. And I tie in that mental health with physical fitness. Physical fitness and mental health uh, is the same line. Nothing's different. It it messes with you. You could be the best of the best, and if your mental mind is not there in line with your body, it just goes under. And that's the part about even with the kids, getting the kids in, uh, you know, I work with the guys a lot with the presidential um, uh, sports nutrition and health. Our target is going for kids. Yeah. Right? Because kids, good is picking up the phones, they're playing the game, yeah. and they're losing out on that thing. But I'm also here to to get people to, the kids to understand that, and the parents understand that all their kids are not going to make it to the NBA and be a superstar and be doctors and lawyers, but whatever they're going to be, they need to do the best at it and keep striving for it. Yeah. And still be just as impactful. Yeah. That's a tricky one because if you go into it and the only way you're going to get motivated to to do some exercise is it's going to be my career. You know, I agree. I think it's it's got to be because I think for however many millennia that we have existed as people, physical activity was a big part of our life. 
And it's only very recently, you know, up until just recently, it was only kings who could sit around all day and not move. You know what I mean? And now it's like pretty much everybody's a king. So what are we going to do? Because eventually society is going to die out because we're just no longer, we're just going to atrophy. You know, that movie WALL-E where they look at the spaceship and everybody's in the fucking people, (laughs) the little cars, you know what I mean? Because they can't walk. It's like, that's where we're heading to some degree. It, it, It feels like that. Yeah. And you know, you, it's crazy to me now. It is sometimes I, I look at and, and I think I'm on a in a different world. Yeah, you know how the lack of filling the blank goes on right now. The people not understanding it, and and I know we get it. I know they get it. I know we as a whole get it, and we just don't implement it. Yeah. And sometimes you just need that push, and that's why you have you know people like yourself, and myself, and and doing things like this for those influencers to, to that's putting out that positive energy into the world where it can for people can actually feed off of it. Because the, the truth of the matter is that you said it because of the positive and negative, and people ask me, I say I feed off a positive a hundred times. Yeah, I feed off a negative energy a thousand times more because there's always going to be more negative energy in this world. Right, it's just point blank. So you know, people, figure out how you can use it. Figure how you can use that to be more impactful. And people think that no, I'm not going to get around with negative energy, but you're going to have to go outside. You're going to have to go to a store. You're going to somebody's going to bump into you. Somebody's going to piss you off. Yeah, and then it's just going to ruin your life because you won't be able to handle that. Right, but now if you can just switch that whole spectrum of it is a whole different thing and doing exercise eating right all those things are contributing factors right you know if people don't know you need to know your blood type you need to know you need to go and check your lipids yeah you know you need to do those things that you should always do especially if you're whether you're younger or older or however and to find out that you are on the right path yeah i mean i i think I think that the, that we are faced with a little bit of people not understanding that or not caring about that, but also not knowing about that. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a lot of portions of society today that 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 just don't think about it. You know what I mean? They're they're drinking high fructose sugary drinks and and eating processed foods and not moving their bodies very much. And and then we have a a, a startling level of of mental illness that's being treated with with pills and maybe that's valid sometimes but really what would happen if everybody just exercised you know what i mean like there could be some shift in that that's possible if everybody just exercised you'll see a change in everything their body their demeanors their personalities their energy uh and you're right about the pills and i'll i can contest uh, with that, like I said again, I uh, I'm a big guy, and I came out with PTSD, and I said it to everyone that it's okay to be vulnerable. And from that statement alone, uh, I got an overwhelming, staggering um, number of um, men, women that came out and said thank you, and that because of seeing me being this guy, I said right. hey, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, it, it's okay. I I learned how to cope with my thing. As I said, that intimidation factor, when I started off in the military, when I found out about what I was going through, they put me on a lot of pills. Right. That they, I was sedated. <laughs> I mean, I'm not be, I laugh at it now. If you have, I, my pills filled up this whole table. Wow. I mean, I looked at it and I know, like I said, I knew my body. I knew my mind. I knew all this, but I also knew I had a mental problem with, you know, PTSD with depression and anxiety and all these things that were over me because my, I didn't sleep. I never, I never rest. And my body was always on the go. And it's even a day, even t- every time I worked out, it wasn't enough. Right. I always needed more. Right. Right. I could do a uh, hundred reps or a thousand reps. I'm like, okay, I didn't feel that. Yeah. You know, that was me. Yeah, me personally. And when um, they put me on those pills, one day I was just, I was just done. I went up and I put all those pills on my bed, and I did the worst thing possible. I stopped every last one. Wow. Cold turkey. Which is really dangerous. Extremely dangerous. Yeah. Again, people should not do this. They should not do this. Right. And I will tell you because for three months I paid for it. Right. But the the thing about it would have been that I would have to figure out how to, I think it was maybe 35 or 40 pills. Right. You know, some of them in five, some in one, some in three, whatever, whatever, and so forth. Um 
I would have to figure out how to wean off of them. Right. And I just didn't have Individually. Individually. Like each one had a yeah, different system. Yeah, then you system. have to put them and spread them, and it would just, it would have been too complicated, and my mind would not have been there that whole entire time. Right. Again, you should never, ever do that. Right. Never, ever do that. Uh, for me, I stopped, and for three months, I literally, my, my body, I found out what it, it, it meant to withdrawals. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, because I was on so many different things. Yeah. Uh, hard things. And once I stopped, and once those three months was over, the clarity came, and I was like, I didn't need this. Yeah. I didn't need this. They wanted me on this. Yeah. You know? Now, to each his own, if you do need some things, sure. and people do, yeah. you know, you should legitimately take them. But also at the same time, if someone's giving you something— Ask the question why. Get that doctor or therapist or psychologist to explain to you why yeah. and what's the reason behind it. What's the, the benefits? What's the side effects? What's the cons and pros, the longevity, and what happens to my body in the long run? You should ask every possible question you can. You should not just take, get on this as an answer, especially yeah. when it comes to kids, because yeah. they will put kids on Ritalin and in and, and a heartbeat. Right. You know, they, they, they need it. Yeah. You know, and I, which I think is the worst thing in the world instead of just strictly just talking to him. I mean, the last time I talked to a kid uh, was a couple weeks ago who was eight years old who's thinking about hurting herself. Right. Right. And uh, before that was another kid who was uh, 13 years old and uh, I got, who reached out to me on my social. I got in touch with his parents and they took him to a hospital. And I, I said to them, I said, they're going to try to put your kid on something. Right. You make sure it's what you want to do and what this and that and yada. And by chance, they they honestly tried to do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, they didn't allow it. And now the kid's fine. Right. You know, sometimes you just need someone to talk to. Yeah. Sometimes you need someone to, you know, inspire you. And and I said, have him do some push-ups. Have him doing something. Have him lead his dad, you know, and, and put him in charge instead of him following Make him the leader, yeah. and that's what I try to do. Even when I speak to kids, I let them tell me what's the what's the answer instead right. of me telling it to them as an adult. Yeah, you know. But when you let them empower them, they're going to empower their their um, their counterparts, their classmates, and you know everyone else that's in the room. Yeah, I I think about America. I know we're like the wealthiest country, and and but we're also the unhealthiest country, the most medicated country, the highest, most entitled country, the most entitled, the most imprisoned, like all of these factors. And I just think there have got to be some answers that don't involve money. You know what I mean? Because all those things, somebody's making a lot of money off of it. And I have no problem with people making money, but, but I just think like taking a walk doesn't cost money. You know what I mean? And I feel better when I take a walk. I feel better when I do push-ups. Also, doesn't cost money. I feel better when I do squats. Squats are free. You know what I mean? Like, there's there are some alternatives. Like, you want to go rob a bank? Do a shitload of squats first and see if you change your mind. That's all. Maybe you won't. Maybe you're not going to change your mind. That's it. Yeah. You want to eat, you know, something really unhealthy? It's okay once in a while. But if you're doing it every day, try, try some push-ups. And see if that doesn't if the, the 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 enticement to do more isn't more rewarding than eating something super unhealthy. Well, chef, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, thank you guys. It's yeah. been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, I really I, I appreciate it. it. I can't wait. Love to have you back next time you're in town. That's too easy. I'll be moving here, so Amazing. I'll be all the time. So all the time. <laughs> yes, awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And now it's time for questions. If you have a question that you'd like answered on the podcast, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. Paige, what do you got for us today? Okay, Doug has a question about food as entertainment. Yeah. He says, I'm a professional firefighter who's always struggled with weight, but not to the extent you have. I finished Army basic training at 207 pounds in 2006, maxed out at about 290 in 2013, and I'm currently around 270 with a lot of seesawing in between. Something that struck a chord with me was when you said food is not entertainment. To me, food is entertainment. I love to cook, I love to eat, and I love great food. How can someone like me make a life change like you have? What a great question, Doug. And I got to say, I'm right there with you. I agree entirely. Food is utterly entertaining to me. I love to eat. I love to cook. I love to go. I, hell, Doug, 
I flew to China once to eat Peking duck. I, I swear to God, I flew to have Lee Kwan roast duck to Beijing. I once flew to London to eat at Fergus Henderson's restaurant. I dragged my kids back into the sticks of Chianti to, to have this butcher cut up a cow in front of us and then grill it on his rooftop. I am the most entertained by food. I find it to be so utterly entertaining. And so my point is that in order to achieve physically the goals that I want to achieve, I have to not allow it to be entertaining right now. Will it be entertaining again? I'm sure it will. I still obsess over pictures of burgers never say die burgers and think about how their fries are are fried in beef tallow and and they have magical soft serve Carvel ice cream. But to achieve what I'm trying to achieve right now, I have to segment that idea over into another area that I'm not concentrating on. That guy who's entertained by food is not going to win right now. Right now, the guy who uses food as fuel is going to win. That's the only way I can do it. Because if I'm allowing it to be entertaining right now, I'm not strictly using it as fuel and I'm not going to get to my goal. Thanks for your question. If you have a question you'd like answered on the podcast, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. Sincerely. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 